Welcome back, everybody. I'm Jay. He's Maddie. This is Yankee and the Brit. We're going to talk some NFL, and it's back. NFL is back, and to quote Octavia from the 100, we're back, bitches. All right. <laughs> it's time. I'm excited. Tomorrow, kickoff, Thursday night football. I I love this time of year, except over here it means winter's coming, so I'm not that excited about that, but I am excited about football. God, I'm so excited for winter coming. I've just been going around Europe where it's been like 37, 40 degrees Celsius without any air conditioning. And I'm very excited. It's starting to rain outside. Just as I've got back to the UK, I got back to the UK yesterday. It's been pissing down with rain the entire time. It's been absolutely great. Loved it. And to put but this into I'm also more excited for, uh, U- uh, for football season. Very excited. Put this in perspective, anybody from the U.S., Maddie is complaining about 85-degree weather, which blows the rest of us away. That is our that is our weather, people. That is the U.S. perfect <laughs> weather. But, yes, they're not used to it. I would, like, I've said this to you. I don't know if I said it on the show, but I've met British people in Nevada who were lobsters in 12 hours. Been have to, like, the siesta in Granada that I was taking was real, man. Like, I genuinely couldn't go outside between the hours of, like, 3 p.m. and 8 when it was, like, 37, 40 degrees Celsius. So, what's that, 80, 85 over there? Like, hey. <laughs> it was too much for me, man. Bakersfield, California hit 125 the other day. It's just terrible. It's How like does anybody live there? It's about being in South Australia. That's what 125 just, is like. Just, how does anybody live there? It's just stupid. Like, just move. Like, why is there, why is there a town? Because you have three months. Because you have three months of hot weather, and you have nine months of beautiful weather. That's why they live mm. there. Well, don't live there during those three months. That's the, right. that's the top and tail. Uh, yeah, but f- football is back. I'm very excited. I'm very excited to be staying up till... 4 a.m. in the morning, watching loads of football. It's going to be great. That's when I get most of my shit done as well. Like, if I've got stuff to do for Monday, I'll just stay up till 4 a.m. on the Sunday watching football at the same time. It's great. I absolutely love football season. Good time. So today, guys, we're going to give you our division winners. And I think, I don't know what Maddie's got going on because we don't really give each other our answers beforehand. But I know for me, I might shock some of you, so make sure you stay tuned for the whole thing. We're going to start with the AFC, and let's just start with the um, elephant in the room, the AFC West, man. That's mm. that's where it's at, right, this year. I mean, that's where all <laughs> eyes are going to be on the AFC to see what happens, I'm thinking, AFC West. And I'm just going to throw it out there. People think I'm fucking crazy. I've been arguing online, friendly. Um I got the Raiders winning this division, and I know people think I'm on drugs. People think I am on drugs for picking the Raiders. (laughs) The Raiders would win every single other division in the NFL apart from the NFC West as well. The only team that scares me is the Chiefs, but I'll tell you why after we hear who you got going. They'll be pretty – they'd be almost favorites to win every single other division apart from the AFC North and the NFC West. I'm going to put on my Swami hat and I'm going to take a guess and you tell me if I'm right or wrong. Okay. Maddie's got the Chargers winning the my West. My darling Chargers, honestly. All right. Because, right, just 
the reason that you've got the Chargers winning the West, the reason why I think they'll win the West is because they're the only team that's got significantly better, apart from the Raiders, who've got better in one position. But the Chargers have got better across the board in their actual area of concern, which is the defense as well. Also, the 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 Denver Broncos got quite a lot better at quarterback as well, but we'll talk about them. Uh, I think the second. Chargers are taking are going to be second, which blows people away too. So, like, I don't think you're that far off, and I don't disagree with your premise. Yeah, and I, KC is the elephant in the room there, isn't it? Like, why haven't they picked the Kansas City Chiefs? So, I, I'm just going to go out on a limb, and I think the Chiefs are going to finish second. I think they're going to grab the playoff spot. I actually think their offense is almost more well-rounded than uh, than it was with Tyree Kill, but and I don't think that Tyree Kill is going to make that much of a difference. It's just every other team has got so much better in their division. Like every other team, like because although the Raiders have only got better in one position, that is so much better at wide receiver, and the Broncos have only got better at one position, but that is so much better in Russell Wilson compared to Drew fucking Locke. Like, come on. And then the Chargers are just better across the board in terms of their defense as well. And Justin Herbert's got another year in the system as well. Um, whereas the Chiefs, if you think that Tyreek's not going to make that much of a difference, they almost kind of stayed the same. And it wasn't like everybody was on their coattails last year. Like there were teams that are pushing them. To where we disagree is I think Tyreek is going to be more than people think. And here's the reason. Not from his production, but he is the reason that everybody else gets open. He's the reason Travis Kelsey's so wide open sometimes. And I don't trust, I mean, I like Juju as a number two. Who's their number one? Like, that's my question. And it's not even so much the offense. I think it's Tyreek being gone is going to hurt them because Patrick Mahomes had two big, oh shit, dump them off guys. But that defense, man, I do not trust that defense. And if that offense falls off any, that defense has to step up even more and they struggle to get where they're at. And that's where I have them. I actually have them third in the division. And I know people think it's insane. And I, you know, me love Patrick Mahomes, love Andy Reid. I think these guys, and I think three teams from that division are going to the playoffs. Mm -hmm. Well, I was thinking with, when we were doing the live show on our fantasy football league, well, I imagine we'll do loads more updates on our fantasy football league and stuff like that as well throughout the year. Um, so look out for them and if you want to keep up to date on that kind of stuff. But the Canadian was going on about Patrick Mahomes and saying how second round pit joke. Right. Hey, anyway. Um, me and him have been going back and forth for 24 hours now. And uh, this is just funny. I told him he needs a receiver. So I told him I'll give you Olave and OBJ because we're waiting on OBJ. I said for Zeke. He goes, you're going to have to give me Stefan Diggs. I said, you'd have to give me your whole fucking team for Stefan Diggs. <laughs> Hey, I'd bite your arm off for that trade. Like, if you if you gave me Chris Olave and Odell Beckham for Ezekiel Elliott, I would bite your hand off. But uh, anyway, <laughs> I just I uh, I think it's scary because I think Pollard's going to be the number one back by the end of the year. Yeah, definitely. And definitely. he's I don't mean to jump off to topic, but remind me to bring up Pollard when we talk to NFC. Yeah. Definitely. I'll bring him up as well. So. All right, cool. But, but where <laughs> I was going with that was I think that Mahomes' fantasy points might take a hit because I think he's going to have less attempts because that 
how are they going to open up the field for the wide receivers without Tyree Kill? I think they're just going to run the ball more. That offensive line looks fire. That offensive line looks solid. I think uh, running back, he fucked you in fantasy last year. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Um, yeah. yeah, like Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, I think he's going to have a better season. I like Ian Pachenko. I wanted to take him in the ninth round, in the 14th round of our draft or whatever it was, like the very last one. Whoever took him, like I didn't even realize, asshole. But like uh, whoever got him. Uh, but I think he'll be incorporated in a lot more. So the Chiefs are definitely one to look out for. I'm glad that we addressed them. But when you put in the charges from last year with Justin Herbert one more year in the league, Austin Eckler, touchdown, receiving, uh, rushing machine, you've got um, a decent wide receiver core, and then you add Khalil Mack, which a bit longer in the tooth, but he's still Khalil Mack. You add uh, JC Jackson as well at cornerback, and they must now have it be able to push over the top one more year for the head coach in uh, the head coaching role. They must be able to win those games now. I'm willing to, I'm, I'll watch them every game this season. And I know it'll only be in the passing game, but people don't sleep on Jared McKinnon being on the Chiefs. Jared McKinnon is a supreme athlete who, if not, would have gotten injured two years in a row in San Francisco, more people would know his name. Um, mm-hmm. He left Minnesota because he was a backup to Adrian Peterson, Delvin Cook. Like, otherwise, he could have got more playing time. The injury slowed him down. But watch that guy in the backfield. I mean, he, he has the ability as a receiving running back to get five to 800 yards. So don't be shocked if the uh, Chiefs don't use him a lot more. I think the Chargers are doing a lot of really good. I just think we're going to – you know me, I probably like – Carr more than a lot of people, but mm-hmm. I think Carr with Adams, with uh, Wooler, with Renfro, like you still have Jacobs in the backfield. I know people are like, oh, that offensive line. It's like, calm down. Josh McDaniels is there. It's going to be a zone blocking scheme. There's going to be less pressure on that offensive line under him than there was under Gruden. So I think they'll be fine. That defense is nasty. And so I really think with We watched them as their whole world exploded last year in the sense of NFL with Gruden and his racist comments, a new coach, like players getting arrested, players killing people in car accidents. There's not much more they could have went through, and they still made the playoffs and almost won a playoff game. I think people Mm. are really underestimating the Raiders. The Raiders were one of my darling teams last year, so maybe I'm a little biased, but I'm riding with them. I think the Raiders shock the world and win the West. Yeah, and they – they seem to be a fawn in the side of a lot of teams in the West. Like they, they're definitely the fawn in the side of the Chiefs. You can see them beating everybody in the West, and in a division where everybody's going to be beating up on each other in that division, maybe your record in the West is what'll be the best for you. And the Raiders seem to be a really tough matchup for the Chiefs. And that's the reason I do not have an NFC West team or AFC West team going to the Super Bowl because they're going to beat the shit out of each other. Yeah, and they might miss. They're going to miss the bye weeks, and they'll have to be on the road and and that kind of stuff. Yeah, definitely, that'll be the most interesting division in the AFC. <laughs> so let's just go straight over to the AFC East. Let's just go that way. I mean, is there even a question on who's going to win this division? Are we debating at all who's going to win this division? Who do you got, Maddie? 
Uh, it's the Buffalo Bills, isn't it? Thank like, you. Yeah, it's, it's their division to lose. Yes. The the Patriots seem to be in some sort of mess. Mac Jones is seeming to go backwards because of the situation he's been put in. If a guy as smart as Mac Jones can't work out what the fuck is going on, you're doing something wrong. So, yeah, the Patriots seem to be going backwards. Whilst the Dolphins come forwards and they've got a nasty team, I love their defense. Um, but while they've got a nasty team, you just look at the talent on the Bills and the well-roundedness of the Bills team, and it just looks almost unstoppable. Yeah, and the Bills have a running game this year, I believe, that's going to happen. Um, I'm personally in fantasy banking on James Cook taking that job, so let's for me, I hope that happens. Uh, well, on a 14-team league, Running backs are very scarce. Like, I am so deep at wide receiver, but, like, I need running backs. So, I, 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 know, I know they're scarce. That's why I wanted to take James Cook just after you did. And uh, <laughs> the Patriots, this is the first time I've seen Belichick look vulnerable. It's weird. Yeah, definitely. Like, I never feel as a coach he's vulnerable, but I think they're really going to feel the loss of an offensive mind like Josh McDaniels, and this is nothing against Belichick, one of the greatest, but McDaniels knows more about offense than Belichick will ever know. Yeah, and the, the nepotism is where it's gone too far. Like, he was getting away, he's got away with a lot of shit, he's got away with a lot of nepotism and things like that for a while, and now he doesn't have Josh McDaniels to hide the fact that he hasn't really made up any offensive minds in his game because he's so talented at defense. All of his coaching tree outside of Josh McDaniels are defensive guys, which is largely why his tree has failed in the NFL because it's a more offensive league, whereas all of his guys are defensive guys. So they're not right. Like, why isn't he laying down a call to Bill O'Brien right now and saying, hey, man, come back. You've got some offensive acumen and see what happens and and go from there if he wants to keep on with the nepotism um and that's a nepotism obviously he also hires his own kids so nepotism in that way but only hiring from his own coaching tree as well and if they win then that's incredible but i just don't see their offense working at all and the other team's offenses in uh, Miami and the Bills offenses are so overpowered. You're not going to be able to keep a hold of them with the rules as they are just with defense alone. And so it's got to be the Bills. I mean, the Dolphins are definitely coming and they're definitely talented and they'll be an interesting team to watch. I'm just interested to see how it'll work with Tyreek and Jalen Waddle, what kind of things they can draw up and what kind of amazing stuff they can put together. And I really like their defensive line, but just the Bills are the favorite to win the AFC. So they've got to be the favorite to win the AFC East. Well, we'll find out this year, but I'm really afraid that the Dolphins ruined Tua with the way they handled him already. I hope that's not the case, but sometimes you can ruin a young kid in a year or two, especially at the quarterback position, and they handled him completely wrong. And I also want to know why Bill Belichick gets a pass. In In the modern world we're living in, your new coordinator has been accused of sexual assault. And with the world we live in with Deshaun Watson and everything, how does Bill get a free pass for bringing in the pencil? And I, I still got to point out, watch this. He he keeps a pencil behind his ear, but his fucking sheet is laminated. 
So what the fuck is the pencil for is what I want to know. That's what comfort. I want. What to if know. you just Unsolved mysteries. I want to know what the pencil's for. You should have a sharpie <laughs> behind your ear, dude. It's laminated. I'm just saying. It's weird to me that we give coaches a pass. We give owners a pass, but players get held to the highest standard, which I am mm-hmm. not saying Deshaun Watson's punishment was unfair or anything like that. I am saying we need to hold coaches and owners to a higher standard than the players. You're an owner. You're a coach. You are the people. You're the authority in those organizations. Yes, everybody should be good people. But when that kind of shit happens, you should be punished more than Deshaun Watson if you're an owner or a coach. And I have a real problem with the double standard in the NFL right now. Yeah, definitely. And the other team in that division, obviously, is the New York Jets. Um, Or are they still in the NFL? (laughs) <laughs> not no relegation as of yet uh but um sleeper team potentially their roster looks decent i mean joe flacco might be seems to be starting for them although zach wilson trained um this uh this week so maybe zach wilson will be trotted out but i say just save him because he's your future and you're still not quite good enough yet they're definitely building towards something which is nice to see finally I think the Jets should trade Zach Wilson for a fourth-round pick to the Vikings, but that's just me. I think they should just move on, <laughs> send him to Minnesota. Like, let's sit behind Kirk for two years, and then we'll no, – okay. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, no, I, I think this is one of the more easier divisions to – and you, you never know how the league season's going to go, but you're like, yep, the Bills. It's the Bills. It'd be a hot take to take anybody else. Like, in other divisions, there's like, all oh, right, okay, I can see that take, but – you can take the Miami Dolphins and not look like a total fucking idiot, but at the same time, it's the Bills. <laughs> Every time. Well, let's move it around to the AFC North. And I am actually very curious to see where you're going, Maddie, because this is one of them. I could see you going a couple different ways. A difficult division to pick, right? Um, I've discounted the Browns because of dysfunction and Watson didn't look good in the preseason really like in the preseason game that I watched him and he didn't look good um the the things that you would be expecting he looks about 40 pounds too heavy uh in the metrics that you guys use he's about 40 pounds too heavy uh, he's not throwing the ball with as much zip as he did when he left so that moving around the pocket I think it'll take him like a few games to get back into it and plus you've got Jacoby Preset for 11 games anyway so yeah um I just hey, you think it's a throwaway year for the Browns because I think it's a throwaway. Definitely, year. Okay. definitely. Dude, lose, fucking, fucking lose. Just, just lose everything. Like lose. Go zero and eleven. Go zero and eleven, and then bring Deshaun Watson in. See what you've actually got. Make sure that he's then try and win from there, and then like because hey, you don't do need you, a quarterback. <laughs> do you love how they're bringing him back for the Texans game too? I'm like that is God, the so weirdest game, man. I thought they should have gave him a one more game suspension just to get past that. It's Texas the game. NFL. Like it, it just shows that the NFL gives more of a shit about ratings. Like it would be 12 if it was if if the Houston Texans were the last game of the season, he'd be banned and for 15 games or 16 games, whatever it is, like this year. Like I hate that. I, I honestly hate it. It's made, it makes me feel dirty. Like commenting on it is horrible. So I got rid of the Browns because of the dysfunction. And I personally think it's in their best interest to lose as many games as they can. Uh, 
And then you've got the Steelers. You don't really know who their quarterback is yet. Kenny Pickett was balling out in preseason. Um, can he bring that over to the actual NFL? We'll see. Uh, I quite like Mitch Trubisky as well. So that, but we don't know who their quarterback is. They're still going to have a winning season because Mike Tomlin's a m- m- magician. Eight, eight and one, baby. Eight, eight and yeah. one. Yeah, eight and one. Yeah. Mike Tomlin is not having a losing season this year. They'll go 0 and 8, and then they'll just win nine on the bounce like, somehow. Um, that leaves me with the Bengals and the Ravens. Lamar's contract issues. Joe Burrow is the dog that we know he is. Jamar Chase is an absolute filth. It's got to be the Bengals for me. They're the defending champions of the AFC. I'm picking the Bengals. I understand anybody who picks the Ravens because it wasn't a fair judgment of the Ravens last year because of the amount of injuries and things like that. But I just think that Joe Burrow being an absolute dog is going to get them over the line. That boy does not want to lose. So I agree with everything this guy said, except I disagree with the final pick because everything you said, I believe, is right on. The only place we disagree is I think Lamar's contract is going to make Lamar play better because he's going to go, fuck you, pay me. And I truly believe there is such a thing as a Super Bowl hangover when you lose it. Mm -hmm. So don't get me wrong. I would not be shocked if the Bengals come out and light the world on fire. But because of the Super Bowl hangover and because Lamar's in contract and now the Ravens are healthy, J.K. Dobbins, the offensive line's looking better, that kind of stuff. I think it's the Ravens, but like I said, I wouldn't bet money on that. Like, there's no way I would bet money that the Ravens are. I wouldn't bet money that the Bengals were going to win it either because I think that division, it's going to be one of those two that win it. But who the hell knows? Because that division is a black and blue division that just beats the hell out of each other. Yeah, exactly. You can't account for the injuries in that division like a lot of the time either. Um, Yeah. And in that division, with those two at the top, it's so tight. You don't want to take the odds on the the Bengals or the you don't want to take the odds on the Bengals or the Ravens either. You bet the Browns or the Steelers anyway for the betting for the betting ring, because you can see them two actually winning the division. Like that's the thing. Like I've discounted them because of logic, but that division for some reason seems to be illogical. So like, there's no way that the Bengals should have won that division last year. There's no way. Their offensive line wasn't good enough. They had Joe Burrow had only played like four or five games or whatever. That Jamar Chase was an unknown. Like they shouldn't have won that division. That's the thing. That's why I think there's not going to be a Super Bowl hangover this year because I think the Bengals just got to the Super Bowl a year early, like maybe two years early. So I just think they're still in their building process. Whereas a lot of teams, you get to the Super Bowl, you get that Super Bowl hangover because you know that that was when you were in your peak. You know that that was your opportunity to win it. So I think the same with the Rams. I genuinely think the Rams got there a year too early. So I think the Rams are going to come out firing as well because they've just got better. Like a lot of the time when you win the Super Bowl, a lot we'll talk about it more in a sec, but a lot of time when they win the Super Bowl, a lot of time when you get to the Super Bowl, the team kind of falls apart. But the Bengals are still building. Where the, like whereas other teams, when they reach the Super Bowl, that's the zenith. The Bengals are still kind of building. That's why I think the whole or quarterbacks who've lost their first Super Bowl have never made it back thing about Joe Burrow is bullshit as well because he's still building and got to the Super Bowl. Whereas those guys like reached the Super Bowl at the zenith of their powers. So 
I think the Bengals could come back out and just smash it straight away, but I wouldn't be surprised if the Ravens won either. I just think with Lamar Jackson's contract, he might play a bit safer because, like, if his style is running, he doesn't want to get hurt again. And hey, if Lamar, Lamar was worried about being safe, he'd have took that contract that paid him more than Kyler Murray. Yeah, definitely. But I also think there is a potential for that to go really sour because he doesn't have an agent. So they're going to say all the shit to him that they will be saying to his agent. like hey, man, And that's why he's we- gone in a couple of years. Yeah, exactly. Like you say, like you say to the agent, Lamar Jackson can't throw the ball, so we can't pay him that much money. Now imagine saying that to Lamar's fate. Like the agent, like takes that out. That he's like, ah, oh, we don't need to mention that was said. Um, but Lamar's gonna have that said to his fucking face, and like, how's that gonna affect? Maybe it puts too much zip on those balls that he's firing over the top. Unlike Florio, I like that more and more guys are representing themselves. I think it's going to change how things will be done. I get Florio's argument. You're going to get paid more with an agent. You're probably right. But guys like Lamar and them changing the way it's done, I think in the future will be better for the players. Yeah, it's like you get paid more if you you get paid more if you have an agent, but how much of that money also goes to the agent? Well, that was Florio's argument. Uh, The three or four percent you pay, you should be making more than that with an agent, you know, and make more in the long run. And I get what Florio's saying, but I like that they're changing the way things are done in the NFL because people can Mm -hmm. say what they want, but the players get the shit end every time when these collective bargaining agreements come out. People are like, they get paid so much money. Well, first of all, if you live in America and you like capitalism, it's the only place capitalism really works is in pro sports where you pay billionaires pay their employees millions for making them billions. So no, I don't think they're overpaid. I think that if I'm making you billions of dollars, you better be breaking me off a hundred million too. I like, you know what I mean? So I think I like the way it's changing. I think quarterbacks and them will change the game and we'll at some point see more um, fully guaranteed contracts. We've seen it with cousins. We've seen it with, Deshaun, both were anomalies, and I get that. But I think guys like Lamar are changing the game for everybody else, and that's where I am I smile and go, do what you're doing, Lamar, because as much as Lamar is doing it for himself, and I don't even know if he realizes it, if he stands his ground and gets what he wants, he will change the game for everybody coming behind him. Yeah, and also, do you reckon he just waits out for Joe Burrow to get paid? Because Joe Burrow is getting paid at the end of this year. And if you're, I think if you're Joe gonna- Burrow, you take it. Yeah, I think he's going to ride out the um, franchise tags and walk. I think he's going to do a Dak, but brave. walk. Yeah, brave. Like, and uh, I think Joe brave Burrow with will his get style paid. Of play. I, Joe Burrow will get paid as long as their owner can write that check, that that yeah. escrow check. They have an owner who does not spend money, so I don't know what kind of escrow he has. That dude needs to sell that fucking team. Like, sell the Bengals. Go buy go buy another sports team. There are plenty of sports teams out there that could do with your money, just not American football. Like, not American football. There's buy a championship sports, football team. Hey, there's two sports you cannot be a cheap ass in, and it's American football and then football. Yeah. It's yeah, the definitely. two. Like, American football, you cannot be cheap. Yeah, yeah. You need to pay, like... It, you can even buy like you can even buy a lower league team. Looking right. Ryan Reynolds and a guy from Always Sunny in Philadelphia and Wrexham, which is a town in North Wales, which is non-league. So they're what? So the Premier League is the top. So that's Man United, Man City, whatever. They're five or six leagues below that. So they're 
they're like the 120th best team in Britain or something like that. Okay. And they're able to afford them. And I'm sure they're making money off that shit. And they're like, they're one of the richest teams in their division. So you can buy a lower league team. Just yeah. not the Cincinnati Bengals. Like, please. I just want the Cincinnati Bengals to do really well. To fucking sell, sell up. Sell the fuck up. Right. Well, everybody, I usually only hit you with one break to, for OTH. But if you're a sports fan, we're going to have two today because we have Wero and Hart in the fight asking for your guys' help. And I'll let Wero explain it to you, but it's for a good cause. Hey, it's Wero. Some of you may know we are hosting an event here in Arizona in December. So the goal of this event is to have as many cross-branch matches as possible. The biggest name Streepies has to offer. So we've reached out to members of these branches, and there's a lot of interest in attending. However, much of that interest is going to be stifled because of travel expenses. Heart in the Fight has offered to step up and help fundraise. We're going to be taking donations, all of which will go towards providing as much help as possible to your favorite fighters from the OG Yard, Street Beefs Dirty South, Street Beefs Scrapyard, and Street Beefs West Coast. We will also be selling t-shirts and other merchandise from Heart in the Fight, such as Weto and the Mexican, Locked In, exclusive Street Beefs Anniversary shirts, and of course the rare Heart in the Fight shirts. Again, all proceeds, every dollar, go back to the fighters to make sure that we provide the best matchups possible. If you're interested in pre-ordering anything, please DM myself or Daniel. Think about it. You get a great shirt. You don't pay any extra, and it helps the fighters. Go over to Heart in the Fight. Get your order in, and let's make that hot box event one of the best events in Street Beef history. I think it would be great to get all four branches there, and that will be exciting. Maddie and I have been pounding the table for a four-branch. Holding it forever. <laughs> yeah, so get over there and help them out. Um, I know we normally cut between the AFC and the NFC, but because I had to hit you with two, I put one early. So we ain't done with the AFC yet. We got the AFC South and the Indianapolis Colts. Oh, they got rid of Carson Wentz, so it has to be the Indianapolis Colts. You can only get better after you've got rid of Carson Wentz. Yeah, Matt Ryan, Ryan will be an upgrade. <laughs> Matt Ryan is definitely yep. an upgrade, and you have the best running back in football. You have a great offensive line. Have you seen what Michael Pittman said about uh, Matt Ryan? Mm-mm. Came out and said... Um, Last year, we were just running routes and playing football, but now we actually have to care about depth and timing because if we don't, then Matt Ryan will go off on us. Is basically what he is basically the I'm paraphrasing, but that's basically what he said. And I was like, right, okay, yeah, Colts are winning this division, done. Um, I also think the there's going to be a bit of quarterback turmoil in Tennessee, I think. I think King Henry isn't going to put his yards up coming off that injury from last season and you've just, you got rid of AJ Brown and and AJ Brown is going to torment me all year. I can feel it. Um, And we'll talk about him later on. And I just think the way that their offense ran last year, AJ Brown was perfect for them and they've got rid of it. And who have they really replaced him with? Traylon Burks. Also lost Julio. Like I know Julio didn't really do shit for them last year, but. Who else have they got? No, and I think Malik Willis hits the field by week nine. Yeah, definitely. And I, and that's not shit on 
Ryan Tannehill that's not Sean Tannehill at all. It's just I don't think he'll have anybody to throw to to make him better than... So if it was down to a throwing competition, Ryan Tannehill would walk Malik Willis in terms of accuracy um, and decision-making and all of that kind of stuff. But they're not going to be throwing the fucking ball anyway because they've got rid of their only receiver to throw the ball to. So it's got to be Malik Willis because he's absolutely lightning in a bottle when you just say run the fucking ball and go for it. Well, this is going to make people want to slap me, but I got Tennessee coming third this year in that division behind nice. Davis Mills and the Houston Texans. Hot take. <laughs> it's take. their one Texans. and I trust Davis Mills to run yeah. the offense. Not like he's not going to – he's second year. He's a late pick, and he's coming. He's growing. I'm not asking him to take over. I think that running game is going to be fucking nasty. And I think people are overlooking how nasty that running and quietly Deshaun Watson took all the shine off of Houston and they've been slowly building a very solid team. And Florio didn't say this about the um, Texans, but to steal a Florio line, they have a lot of B players. They may not have a lot of A players, but they have a lot of B players. Yeah, they're just waiting to insert those A players into it. And it's um it's kind of like the Chiefs before Patrick Mahomes got there. Like that kind Building of, it the right that kind way. of vibe to it. Building in the right way. But I mean, I still think they're a few years off any playoff. Well, my pick has a lot to do with that. I think Tennessee is gonna really fall off this yeah, year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. I think that division's gonna be the worst in football by the end of the year. I could see the Colts sweeping the division, going like the, the Colts might just so what's that? Six wins from beating everybody in their division to go with. Plus, on top of that, you have an amazing running game, possibly the best offensive line in football, really smart decision-maker, nice wide receiver call. They could do with another. They, they The Colts have seemed to need a good wide receiver for years, and they just haven't done anything about it. Um, Top-tier defense as well. Like You could see them like being the number one seed in the AFC by virtue of their division is shit by virtue of like the same reason that Tennessee have been the number one seed in the AFC recently because they get four automatic wins from beating the uh, Jags and the Texans. Um, everybody's saying that the Jags are a sleeper team. I don't see it at all. Um, I think they'll be better. I think they're done. on the rise. Yeah, yeah. I think Doug Peterson was a good hire. I Definitely. like everything they're doing and they're still only going to win five or six games. Yeah, definitely building. Same as the Jets, same as the Texans. Building, the Texans are maybe one one step ahead of them. Like Maybe that gives them a seven-win season or something. And the Texans have a shittier division than the Jets, right? So oh, yeah, definitely. Helps. Yeah, yeah. That always helps. But, yeah, yeah, the Jets have almost more stars. Yeah. Yeah. So that one, I didn't know. Uh, I figured you were going to go the Colts, but I had to put yeah, it yeah. as almost a question because I know some people still have the Tennessee Titans, but I have the Titans falling off. So like I said, Houston jumping them is more about Tennessee's fall off than Houston's rise. But I think you have two teams going like this slowly. You know what I mean? Yeah, one's yeah. falling and one's rising. Because like I said, I like, like what the Texans are doing. I love the way they're building that team. They're letting all that shit with Deshaun, take the shine off of what they're and they're just quietly working behind the scenes, which I thought they were a complete shit show two years ago, so I'm very impressed with how they're looking right now, and so Colts division to lose, or it's the Colts division to, to lose, and I think we see big improvement from the Texans, and we're going to see a good improvement from the Jags. 
but I don't think it's enough that it's going to like get them into the playoffs or like, I literally think the second team in that division is going to have seven wins. Yeah, definitely. I, it's the worst division in football. Let's be, let's be perfectly honest. And the only reason they're going to have seven wins is because they get to play each other. Like if you put them in other, they could be all three of them could be an Owen 16 team. If you took the Raiders out and put them in the AFC West, they could go Owen. Oh, and 16. <laughs> well, let's move on to an NFC division that's almost kind of the same right now as I'm looking at it, and that would be the NFC West because I don't know what the 49ers are going to be with Trey Lance. I have no idea. Seattle's going to suck balls. Like, and Seattle I don't think there's awesome. any question. I think everybody's got LA winning the division. I, I mean, is that a question? Or maybe I'm crazy, right, so- but I think everybody's got the Rams winning that division. Yeah, so obviously if the Cardinals didn't keep on tailing off at the end of the season, then you could make a case for the Cardinals. You could you could see Kyler Murray being an MVP of the league if he was able to stay healthy, didn't lose it in the last six games of the season. Uh, lots of questions. Can Cliff Kingsbury actually coach an NFL team to the playoffs in a playoff win? Uh, the 49ers, let's just see what happens with them. They possibly have the strongest all-round roster in the division, but their quarterback question is so up in the air. But they are a kryptonite for the Rams. I actually think that these guys, this might actually be the best division, one of the best divisions in football, but it could also be one of the most one-sided divisions in football because of the amount of questions in every team, apart from the Rams, who've just got a shit ton better. Bobby Wagner in that is a great, I, I wish Bobby Wagner came to the Cowboys. I'd feel a lot better about it. I think Bobby Wagner's great. I think Alan Robinson, the fact that you got him in fantasy fucking kills me to my soul. Did you get him in fantasy? Whoever got him in fantasy hurts me. Like, every time. we ha- I swear me what we had the same. Uh, it, was, it, it, was, it was like the 10th. It was 8th, yeah. but yeah. Yeah, because that's what I wanted to pick him. I, yeah. I saw him going. I, like, basically, if anybody watched the live show, you will have seen me fucking freaking out on every single one of my picks. It was me or Duffy that had you in your feelings every time. <laughs> it's, it's every single one of my picks, I was like, fuck, I have to completely redo my board now because that guy was falling. Nobody else was picking him either because when he popped up, everybody else was like, oh, they're still chatting shit or whatever. And I was just like... Fuck you, Jay. Like, well, fuck I you. couldn't put anything in my queue because my draft board was on the screen. So I'm yeah. writing it down. And I had him in the corner before it started. I had him. I had James Cook and a couple other people I didn't get as my sleepers. Like when this get deep, because it's 14 players, when we start to lose players, these are the guys I want to like, you know, have off to the side and get at the end. And I got two of the five I had on there. So I guess that's not going my shit. I don't, like my late round draft picking just went really badly. But anyway, um, he's going to have a great season, possibly a breakout season. And I just think the Rams, are, as I said before, they got to the Super Bowl a year early in my perspective. So they're still building. They're not coming down because the Rams, it's eventually going to come home to roost for the Rams, isn't it? This, the way that they've built their team is unsustainable. So you can see if they win the Super Bowl this year again, it all kind of falling apart. 
because everybody wants to get paid even more money than they're already getting paid. They have no draft picks to get anybody else with. Like you could see it kind of all falling apart. But also when you have Sean McVay, then it doesn't really it doesn't really matter too much at all. Uh, so yeah, Rams winning that division. The reason I don't have the Cardinals higher is I literally think they proved their dysfunction this offseason. They yeah. showed it to the world with how they handled Kyler Murray and different things they were doing. And I'm like, they just showed their dysfunction. And yeah. if you're that dysfunctional behind the scenes, it's going to bleed into the team at some point. And so it's not the players. It's the organization that has me have zero faith in the Cardinals actually taking the next step. Yeah, definitely. I, I feel exactly the same way. I mean, if you have to ask your quarterback to watch film and then all of a sudden you don't need to ask the ask your quarterback to watch film. I just, I don't think Cliff Kingsbury's all that either. Um, and the 49ers, I'll be interested to watch because I've got Trey Lance waiting in the wings to go into my fantasy quarterback position. Well, let's move to another division that could be very interesting, but be a one-team race also with the NFC South. Like, I got Definitely. the win winning the division. But then if you go yeah. around and you look at the quarterbacks in the division, like, do you have faith in Jameis? I don't know. Like, Jameis has done yeah. some good and bad shit. I got zero faith in Marcus Mariota. And I like Baker Mayfield, but I don't like Carolina. So I'm not sure how that's going to work out. But maybe all three of those teams that I just kind of shit on surprise me and play a lot better. Because the Saints have a ton of fucking talent if you think about it their fourth option right now is Jarvis Landry not a bad fourth, fourth option you know yeah, like that, I, yeah yeah do we know that Michael Thomas is still alive do we know that he's on the planet is he right okay but you also got Alave which I think they want to take over for Thomas at some point so they can move on for him so they're gonna yeah give him a lot of work you got Kamara who's gonna so I think that leaves Jarvis as the fourth option and then you got an all utility player like Taysom Hill, where I don't know he's going to fit in because they call him a tight end, but I don't think he's going to play a whole lot of tight end. So, I mean, Jarvis has your fourth option. I think that's like they, they're stacked on skill position. I was very much toying with Taysom Hill as the tight end for the uh, for the fantasy team well, because it's still, one... still in the free agents. If you want, I know I've seen him. It's just like if he does, if he takes one game where he just seems to throw a shit ton, then he's going to be the highest scoring tight end like that week. Like you've got a backup quarterback who can also play tight end. Like it seems like a fantasy, like really nice utility thing to have. Um, But yeah, the, I've got the books winning the division as well, but I like the Panthers weirdly. I like them with Baker Mayfield because he's the kind of player that I'll go. I actually prefer playing with a shit team. Like Baker Mayfield is better when his team is shit, like he'll just go right. I'm the fucking man. Like, let's go. Like, let's do this. And I think he's injected something into the Panthers that wasn't there when Sam Darnold was there. I think he's gone, guys, what, what are we doing? Why are we going into a season expecting to lose? Let's just say we're going to fuck up all of these guys and just go for it. Um, I, he, the lions, why, why weren't the lions getting Baker Mayfield would have been perfect. Um, well, man, you see, yes, we got Jared so, yeah. Goff, man, and man, Jared Goff bites kneecaps off, man, and so he's going to yeah. be our quarterback, man. Jared Goff's a fucking hard nut, yeah, definitely. I see. Um, yeah. Didn't he finish? I, I'm pretty sure he finished like bottom of some sort of. Uh, yeah. Oh, what was, was it? The, the, Chris the, Sims used to do it, like a Royal man, Rumble. Yeah. Yeah, like some sort of Royal Rumble thing. Um, yeah. 
anyway, but the Saints have like what the Saints offense is going to look like this year. You have no fucking idea. And they seem to have a, they seem to be a fawn in the side of the books, but the, the Saints roster, when you look at it, seems to also have a lot of holes. Like, the, well, yeah. And you hear that oh, people are like, that defense for the Saints is going to be nasty. Maybe, unless that offense keeps putting them in bad fucking positions because Jameis throws 36 interceptions. That's where I worry about their defense. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. But we'll, we'll, we'll see how it goes. I also think that Jameis might benefit more from having a new coach as well. Like, who might lend... You could, you could almost see him holding on to the ball in front of Sean Payton, like not wanting to let it go because he doesn't want to get in trouble with Sean for throwing one single interception. So... He needs to find a happy medium from what he was doing with Sean Payton and what he was doing with Bruce Arians. He needs to find a happy medium between that. But then you've got the books. One, you've got the Atlanta Falcons, absolute write-off, possibly the worst team in the NFL. Um, Don't really need to talk about them too much more. I do like Drake London and Kyle Pitts as a duo, but they don't have anybody to throw to them. Desmond Ritter will be in there in six games, and I'm sure he'll be pulled out by game nine. Uh, as well to put Marcus Mariota back in because it'll be a disaster. Um, but then you have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers with Tom Brady, who you shouldn't ever bet against. I've learned that the hard way. Uh, their offense is still absolute destroyers. The only issue with the Bucs is what is Tom Brady's one weakness? Pressure up the middle. What has happened to their offensive line, their interior offensive line? They're all fucking injured. So let's hope that they manage to work around that and then Tom Brady will be totally fine and I'm sure he'll carry them forward. Yeah, I agree. I think that's Tom's division until Tom's no longer in that division. Yeah. And before we get to the two divisions you guys have all been worrying for, here's a quick word <laughs> from our boy Freezes at OTH. Over, 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 overtime hustling. What's good? It's your homie, Freezes Christ. Y'all know the deal. Um, make sure y'all head on over to uh, OvertimeHustling.com where you can catch all the latest merch, all the newest mags, all the media, everything, you know what I mean? And uh, you can also find me on Winging It with the homies Keith G, King Dale, and Payne Gusto. And you can catch me on Turf Tales with the homie SK as well as uh, Backblocks, you know what I mean? And if you got nothing to do on Sundays, even if you do got something to do, make sure you tap in the Overtime Reactions hosted by the homie Cuzzo. And I cannot forget the homie Jay over there at the Yankee and the Brit channel. So make sure y'all go over there and check them out. And hey, check me out, your boy, Freezes, on that Real Talk with Jay. It was a hell of an interview, yo. Gotta do it again. I keep saying it because I mean it. We gotta do it again. I had a great motherfucking time. But anyway, you know who it is. Freezes H, OTH, Yankee and the Brit, winging it, Turf Tales, Overtime Reactions, Chronicles Podcast. You know the drill. Kush is calling it's a motherfucking movement. So move with it. Or move out the motherfucking way. Simple and plain. Overtime hustling, we hustling overtime. So Shook Shook told me like a week ago he needs he wants a sound bit of you doing that. <laughs> it's a motherfucking, it's a motherfucking movement. movement. <laughs> yeah, he I, he said I need the British version of that. I was like, gotta get Maddie to record that. On it. Yeah, I'll get that and done. And you guys, we're less than two weeks away from pay, the playlist with Payne Gusto and myself. So make sure you check that out when it comes out. And now, Maddie, let's go right into your division. Let's go right into the NFC East. And 
I'm just going to throw it out there. I think I've been teasing it for about a month now. Fly Eagles fly. That's who I got. Um, I actually think your Cowboys are going to fall off because Mm -hmm. I think they got a lot of problems going on this year, which I think brings the Eagles closer to them, which makes it a very tough battle. And I think the Eagles pull it out. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) This is the worst offensive line that Dax ever played behind. Uh, With the Eagles on the opposite side of the board, whose defensive line just looks absolutely fucking terrifying. Like, look at their defensive line. With Jordan Smith in the middle of that thing is an absolute bulldozer. Our only hope is he's too fat and can't play more than 50 plays. Like, he can't play the amount of plays that he should be playing, which is a high possibility when you're that big. But, yeah. I'm glad that we added the most penalized player in college to the most penalized team in the NFL. That's a good, good move. Uh, yeah. Jason Peters uh, is our new left tackle who was unemployed until about two days ago, which shows his pedigree and how, how good he is. I mean, I mean, don't get me wrong. Jason Peters was a great left tackle at the time. He was like, I don't hate the move. I'm just in a shitty mood about Tyron Smith hurting himself. But why haven't we planned for Tyron Smith hurting himself? Why is that something that we haven't? Yeah, why didn't you pay Collins? Yeah, why? What f- fucking right? Why don't we pay? Collins? Because right, Steele is a great <laughs> backup tackle. Steele is an awesome backup tackle. But when he's your starting right tackle, and you have no left tackle, then it looks a bit fucked, right? Um, You're yeah. talking about trading Schultz now. Great. I haven't. I haven't even seen that. I've. I've. Oh yeah. I guess the talk is because they're not going. That he's not in their future plans. It would guess it was laid out there because they like that they got Ferguson and they got uh, other tight ends. Yeah. Yeah, So they're not going to pay him. So they're talking about trading him, which I thought he was going to be traded already. But even if they don't trade him, some players thrive on that. Some players don't. I don't know how Schultz is going to take being part of those conversations. Um, I think. I think Pollard will probably end up being the number one back by the middle of the year. I think they're going to, and you had to do it, but I think they're at a point where they're going to regret paying Ezekiel at, you know, moving forward, even though you yeah, had to do it at the time. Though. Yeah, we had to do it at the time. I actually think that's not as bad a move as what a lot of people say it is. Ezekiel Elliott is still average being in the top five running backs in the NFL since the time he got paid. So that's, that's fine. With me, the issue is he was so fucking good at the start, and then he did, he's tailed off a little bit. Um, but if he if he kept this consistency, people would love him. Um, right. We can get rid of Z cap free by the end of this year, I think, or okay. next year. Uh, so it made it made so we had to keep him last year and pay him a lot of money. But I'm pretty sure we can get rid of him. It's either this year or next year we can get rid. And Tony Pollard's not meant to get paid until next year, so that all works out kind of well. It's not as bad against the cap as what it may look like. Um, Dak Prescott's deal starting to look better and better with uh, the way that some of the uh, some of the deals are coming out as well. Um, I don't actually think we're going to be as bad as what everybody makes us out to be. I, I don't think I you'll think, be horrible. I just yeah, think you'll be not as good as I, last year, which yeah, gives definitely. the Eagles an opening. Yeah, definitely. I think the Eagles have just got a lot better. And I think 
Jalen Hurts is not as good a quarterback as Dak Prescott. Jalen Hurts can run the ball, however, and behind the offensive line that they've got over there in Philly is pretty good. And he's also got A.J. Brown to throw the ball to now, which is terrifying because it means that Devontae Smith is now not getting double-teamed the entire time. And Devontae Smith is tiny, so if you double-team him, you take him out of the game. The issue is, once he's one-on-one, he's so quick, so jinky, so intelligent that he's just going to be open. He's going to be like Cole Beasley, but on steroids. Um, And then you've got uh, AJ Brown on the other side, who's just a mismatch waiting to happen. Um, You also have on the Cowboys side of the ball, uh, Trayvon Diggs, I think might have just been lightning in a bottle last season. I think he's going to get better. I think he's going to get worse. If you see the, um, the camp footage, I think he was working on a few things. So, Maybe it was just growing pains with what he was working on. I'm not sure how much better he's going to get. And then our well, linebacker. I don't think he'll awesome. have. Yeah. I think he'll have less interceptions, but he will have less big plays on him. And I Hopefully. think his grade overall will go up by like PFF and stuff. Yeah. Have you seen that the Cowboys defense are only ranked at averaging three points in fantasy? They had 26 interceptions last year. They were the Who highest ranking out? defense. Who do they play first? Tampa. They, they, they get why. Tampa first. That's yeah. why. They get yeah. Tampa first. Um, yeah. But um, who, who do they have next as well? They have like Tampa and then they have the Rams or something. So it's Oh, yeah. You got a brutal first five weeks. Yeah. Like the Commanders, <laughs> I think, are the only team in there that you're not like, Giants. Oh, the Giants and the Commanders in our first like seven weeks or something. Yeah. Like that. We'll go it's five. Brutal. We'll go two and five. Like, um, yeah, I really like our pass rush with Micah Parsons in there. I really like our linebacker call. I don't think we're going to be that bad. I think we could make the playoffs. The Commanders, what happened to the Commanders last year? That's that's what needs to be found out because are the Commanders the Commanders from the year before last year or are they the Commanders from last year? Like, is that because their I'm, defense can be brutal? Carson Wentz is starting shit, to so believe. Cool. I'm starting to believe that. Ron Rivera is not as good of a head coach as he got credit for, and Cam Newton carried him to a lot of wins. I think it's. I think that's quite harsh. I think it's just a defense. It's an offensive league now, and he got Cam Newton at the turn of the offense to the defensive league. Because what was their Super Bowl score? It was really low. Like the Broncos won it with like nine points or something, wasn't it? Yeah, I don't that remember. They won it on a like a fumble turnover. I just remember touchdown. Cam not going after that fumble, and you knew that game was over when Cam didn't yeah. put any effort into going for that fumble. Yeah, it was like Super Bowl Fifty, and they like the the, the like the Broncos didn't score a touchdown on offense or something, but neither did the neither did the Panthers. Um, so yeah, I'm not sure where the Commanders really are. The Giants are a mess. Um, so yeah, the Cowboys scored more touchdowns. So in who you got winning? The Eagles. Oh, really? Okay. I, I just I felt like you might have went with the Cowboys because I think it's a two-team race, but mm-hmm. I think the Eagles have a real opening right now to get there. But we're also going to see how good of a coach Sirianni is now with his back up against yeah, the wall. It's easy to coach when you have zero expectations. Yeah, definitely. I think the Cowboys are going to lose because Mike McCarthy is that coach. I wouldn't. I wouldn't argue that either. I think yeah. you went from Coach Clap to Coach Couch. I prefer Jason Garrett. I would do. <laughs> uh, Mike McCarthy's been able to put together a more super team kind of coaching. I love, 
uh, I love Gwen. And I love yeah. Next year you'll have Sean Payton. It won't be an issue. You'll love your coach, and you'll move from there. I love Quinn, and I love Callum Moore, but I hate Mike McCarthy. He's shit. We've got like a coaching super team behind. It's like um the the American football coach who coaches a soccer team. The TV show. I never watched it, but I re- I know what you're oh, talking about. I can't remember the name of it though. Pat McAfee talks about it all the time. Yeah. Anyway, it's like it's like that basically, where we've got like some clueless guy at the top who's carried by Aaron Rodgers to a Super Bowl ring, and he's sitting on that. And yeah, I don't believe the the last play of last season was his fault. I think Dak should have slid earlier. But anyway, that's by the by. Uh, right. Let's get off my woes to the NFC North. Well, talk me through. I guess this is a drug-induced episode for the Yankee and the Brit because, again, I have never went out on a limb and just touted teams because they're my favorite. I've always said this is Mr. Rogers' neighborhood until somebody wins it, and I still believe that. But I think this is the year they have fucking all those young receivers that offensive line isn't as good as it used to be. Um, I think their defense will be good. I think mm-hmm. Rogers is going to get very pissed off during the year sometimes. Mm-hmm. And I love that the Vikings catch them week one before they're clicking. I think yeah. this is the Vikings division. And I think they're going to win it by taking the week one. And that's going to be the, the decider at the end of the year is one game's going to separate them. And it's going to be because we caught Rogers before he got his receivers up the par. Yeah, I mean, and in Kevin O'Connell, I trust. Look at yeah, Cooper Cup. Yeah. Like if he did that, and no shot at Cooper Cup, he's amazing. If you did that with Cooper Cup, what are you going to do with Justin Jefferson? Yeah, you also had Matthew Stafford, and now you got Kirk Cousins. But I'm, I'm not as harsh on which Kirk one, Cousins. Which one has more? Which one's more accurate by NFL stats? I forget. Oh yeah, which Cousins. one had to play with the Detroit Lions for 15 years or whatever? Yeah, but even last year, who was more accurate? Ah, uh, yeah, okay. Who won the Super Bowl? I yeah, but that's the thing. That's the thing. It was the system, it's and true. it's not sitting on Matt. It helped him win it. We got that system. Now I think we're going to get the best out of Kirk Cousins. That's but mm-hmm. like I said, I, you've never heard me go. The Vikings are going to win the division. Never once has since me and you have been doing this have mm-hmm. I said it. I'm not that guy. I just don't. I really think which what I'm seeing and the the way the players are talking like. We love being in the building. It's great to be coached with um, upbeat people, not have a you know a guy who's always bringing everybody down, a shitty culture. There's <laughs> a lot going on, and there's a lot of star players in Minnesota that can do yeah, some yeah. things. And I'm super excited about this 3-4 defense, and who knows? By week four, I might be calling myself an idiot, but I got the Vikings winning this division this year. Yeah, I can definitely see it happen. And I, I genuinely think this is my most out-there pick. Um, for who's going to win the division. Um, and it's the Detroit, no, it's the Green Bay Packers, I think are going to okay. win the okay. division. If you said Detroit, I was going <laughs> to get up and walk up. <laughs> I watched Hard Knocks this year. They ain't winning shit. Yeah. I really like their team. I really like their culture. If they had a different QB. They're going in the right direction. Yeah. They're, they're the next step ahead of the Texans. <laughs> like, 
they're this new so i think the nfl have got this new thing of like a genuine really long rebuild obviously i know the lines have been rebuilding for 60 years but let's say <laughs> they've been rebuilding since dan campbell got there but that, that that's a bit of a long rebuild the 60 year one but let's say since dan campbell got there so two years three four five like i i think the nfl is starting to become a bit more longevity that not for long doesn't really work as much because Players aren't getting as injured as often as medicine gets better. The money is always there because of the revenue. You don't like the Detroit Lions are making money, even if they're shit. Like, so that's fine. Um, so that they're, 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 it's a longer rebuild. And I think in three years time, they could be challenging with like a few more better players for their sake. I hope they lose so they can get the number one pick, but that's all for Atlanta for me. Uh, but the Green Bay Packers, this is the best defense they've put together for a long time. Uh, they still have Aaron Rodgers as their quarterback. Um, I'm sure those receivers will get up to uh, get up to par. I do think you guys are going to beat them week one. Um, uh, I, I definitely think you're going to beat them week one. I think you'll be kicking yourselves if you don't beat them week one. And I also think the Vikings are a lot stronger than they were before. But I bet on the Vikings last year and Aaron Rodgers went mental. So I think Aaron Rodgers is going to win it this year. Fair enough. I'm going to give you one more question before we get out of here for both of us to answer. Very early Super Bowl prediction. Uh, AFC Bills, NFC Rams. Bills All right. Super Bowl. Since, and this one, you guys, I am definitely being the asshole on purpose on this one because this has been a crazy picks for me. So I'm just going to go off the wall on some shit I'm not even sure I believe. But what <laughs> I want to see is, because the Rams-Bills would not shock me. I think that's the most honest, probably logical pick. I'm going to go Vikings-Bills, the te two teams who have <laughs> four Super Bowl losses, one of them's getting their first in, and the other one's win. walking away as the worst team in NFL Super Bowl history. <laughs> one of them's going to win. <laughs> that's that's what I want to see. I, I would it. love to see that. <laughs> I just want that's Stefan great. Diggs to lose to the Vikings in the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, that would be horrible. <laughs> yeah, your face when I drafted Stefan Diggs, so I just looked and said, yes, I hate him, but I drafted I, I was him. just like – it's just like, come on, man. Like, you can't slag off Stefan Diggs at all this year now. Like, Well, no, I can. I never shit on his ability to play. Yeah, I shit true. on him for the shit he said on the way out the door. But that's I'm going to be honest. The more I hear about Mike Zimmer, I kind of understand it more. Mike like, Zimmer sounds like a total asshole, right? They did a good job of hiding that, though, because Kendricks yeah. and Thielen and guys talked him up. Even Kurt never said nothing bad about him. And so you were feeling like, okay, they like this guy, like whatever. And I'm a big Vikings fan. I read everything. And you weren't hearing this stuff until the middle of last year. So mm -hmm. maybe it wasn't all on Stefan. And maybe I gave him a hard time, like more hard yeah. than he should have, but still fuck him. But, you know. Yeah. Also, did you see the video where all the Bills were like asked, um, who would you least like your daughter to come home with? And they all said Stefan Diggs, like every oh, single shit. one of them. <laughs> 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 so maybe it's six and two threes <laughs> well keep your eyes open guys there um we have a lot of funny guys who are going to be in and out of this this year but we are doing the live league fantasy football podcast it's going to be once a week um i know that they have plans to once in a while do a special episode so it'll be twice a week once in a while but we'll let you know more on that but 
Prince KT's hilarious. The Canadian's hilarious. Hitman's hilarious. All these guys will be cycling through, so make sure you check that out. It's going to be fun. It's not often that me and Jay struggle to get a word in edgewise, but doing that live drafting show is fucking impossible. It was absolutely chaos. Hey, there was a couple of times where I had to go, because Hitman and Canadian were going back so good. I had to go, hey, guys, let's look at this roster. I had to to fucking mute myself like three or four times because I was pissing myself laughing at those two, destroying each other. Like Canadian was getting... I'm going to add you to that group text we all have so you can see the (laughs) craziness. Like Prince KT, me and Hitman were going in on the Canadian yesterday and it wasn't to be mean. Like we weren't like being mean, but like it just seemed like everything he said somebody else disagreed with. I kind of felt bad. Like we're kind of beating up on the Canadian in this conversation (laughs) right now. Yeah, I was kind of like sat there just going like, all of his picks are trash. Like every time he picks somebody, I was like, this is trash. Tip of the cat <laughs> to the Canadian. I got to mute somebody for the first time on one of the shows for uh, talking bad about Baker Mayfield. <laughs> and it was like every time he chatted shit about somebody, I picked him. Like, <laughs> he, was like, <laughs> he was like destroying Trey Lance, like being like, if you think Trey Lance is so good, why don't you pick him? And I was like, shut the fuck up. I'm picking him next. Like, he's who I fucking want. <laughs> hey, be careful though, though. The Canadian can sell ice to an Eskimo, so he'll try to talk you into some trades. I'd, I'm, I'm on the trade block. By the way, any fantasy guys who are watching, hit me up with any trades. I'm interested to see. I just got a trade rejected about half an hour ago for... Russell Wilson, uh, Jamal Williams, and uh, Robert Tunyon uh, for Austin Eckler. Yeah, I would have turned you down too. But Fair enough. <laughs> anybody in our league who's deep at running back, I got receivers for days. So if you need a receiver, Same. I could use a hit running me, back. Hit, hit me up. up. <laughs> I think I've go look at our rosters, see who you want, and make some offers. <laughs> yeah, how many running? I think I've got four running backs. I got five, but I don't have faith in any of them. Like yeah, I got neither. Michael Carter starting. Okay, it's going to be him or AJ Dillon in my starting lineup. Wow, yeah, that's pretty bad. In a fourteen-team league, running backs disappear fast. Yeah, this is really hard. I I went wide receiver heavy at the top, and I wasn't happy. I'm not happy with myself. I'm picking thirteenth out of fourteenth, so I pick thirteenth, and then I pick again sixteenth. Right, like if you go to the second, you don't fucking see anything for ages. No running back. All I did was go Devonte Adams, Stefan Diggs. All right, now I got to wait twenty six picks or whatever it is, forty picks or whatever. All the running backs are gone. I did, I think I put two running backs in that spot that you're talking about. Just there. I would have, except like the best running backs left were um, yeah. Patterson and Hunt, and I'm like, I am not wasting my first two picks on. Cordell Pat. I was going to take Joe Mixon, and some dickhead took Joe Mixon in front of me. I don't remember who. Bomb, bomb squads. Yeah, yeah. I was waiting on Joe Mixon. I, I was like, I was like, right, okay. I can start this out really strong. I think I started with Jamar Chase. I was like, cool. I'm, I'm happy with that. Running back sacrifice. Well, I was picking eight, and they t- hit bomb squads who I'm playing first week. Hitman. Uh, yeah. D- yeah. He took, he took Eckler the pick before me. Like one pick before. Did you you saw me react? You you saw me react on camera. Like I sat there and just went, fuck. You did that a lot. <laughs> like <though>. very <laughs> loudly, just went, fuck's sake, 
fuck you, Bob's got like well, sides screaming. <laughs> since this is an NFL show, I will give you a tidbit about the guy you're playing. So Harrison Garcia, who is the bomb squad, fights under the name Hitman, and he is called the Hitman because his dad is a huge Vikings fan, and his name is Harrison, so it's Harry Hitman Garcia instead of Harrison Hitman Smith. Right, okay. <laughs> so he's named after Harrison Smith in his fight name. Yeah, so I'm playing again. It, it should be a good game. This should be a really good fantasy league if anybody's interested in keeping up with who's who and who's winning and stuff like that. I'm sure we'll mention it throughout the year. Yeah, I've never been in this deep of a league. It made it made the late rounds really hard to draft, so it was fun. It's it, free agency's bullshit. The best quarterback available is Daniel Jones. I don't even have a backup quarterback, okay? Like, I don't. <laughs> because there was not one that was worth taking, and I'm like, I will get a waiver wire guy before week 10. Yeah, you'll have to take uh, Joe Flacco. Yeah, we'll have to see who's like, you know, an injury happens. I'll go snag that backup quarterback right away or something. I don't know. Yeah, you do have Lamar Jackson as your starting quarterback to me. Right. That's what. So he was my third pick. So, yeah, yeah. I don't even like taking quarterbacks that high. But we were at a point where I'm like, well, who the hell am I going to (laughs) take? He'll get your running back. He'll get your running back. Oh, wait. He was my fourth pick. Sorry. I took J.K. Dobbins before him. But yeah. All right. Okay. Yeah. Good pick. I, I I remember going through yours and just being like, fuck you, man. These are all solid picks. They're all like, like I was going through and I was like, you can tell that we host a football show together. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I, like it was all the late round picks. I was like, yeah, we, yeah, I was like, we have very similar opinions on football. Like, well, and we're deeper that. in the weeds than a lot of these guys get because we're, we're looking through the draft and we're looking yeah, at yeah. Two, that <laughs> I was going for it. So, I was like, fuck you, man. <laughs> that's, where Alan, or that's where Robinson came in, though. It's like I had him written up in the corner because I'm like, a lot of people are going to forget that he's with L.A. They're going to think he's still with Chicago. Yeah, I had like Robinson, James Cook, uh, Pachenko, uh, Alexander Madison for when Delvin Cook gets injured. I had them all queued and all taken the, like a few picks before I was going to take them every single time. All right. You know I love Alexander Madsen. You know I actually got to interview this guy, so it even more. But I will tell you something. Go pick up Naganu if you need a um, backup because if Cook goes down, Madison is not going to be the backup to start. It's going to be Tyler. It's going to be Tyler Chandler or it's going to be Naganu who starts over Madison. They were trying to trade Madison right before the beginning of the season. Yeah, they should probably get rid of him. Just He's going to walk next year, and I don't think they mind having him on the team. He is a pro's pro. He could start on some teams, but I think they were like, if we can get a fourth for this guy, we'll get rid of him. I don't think they got offered what they wanted, and that's why we're carrying five running backs this year. Yeah, so if, if Madison goes to any other team, he's like, he's, he's starting. Straight away. There's yeah, a few like, teams. He got traded to Buffalo. He's their starting running back. You know what I mean? Yeah, so definitely. And obviously, you don't want him to be traded to Buffalo because then you'll have to meet him in the Super Bowl, and that'll be horrible. No, that's okay. We he and Stefan Diggs can both get it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> and sorry, Daryl, if you see any of this because I'm friends with Alexander's dad on Facebook. You know I love your son. <laughs> <laughs> so. But you know I'm a big fan of his, but I'm we, all about we were saying draft. We were saying he wasn't going to get picked, not because of his talent, just because of other shit in the team. And also, if he goes to another team, I just want you to remember, Daryl, that 
we said if he goes to another team, he's starting all second. Yeah, I said that on the interview with him. If he was not on the Vikings, he would be a starter for 20-plus other teams in the NFL. Yeah. I wonder if he would play oh, – I wonder where he'd play for the Cowboys. Interesting. Uh, you want to know so a little small tidbit? Guess who his father's favorite football team is besides the Vikings because his kids – Yeah, get him on the Cowboys, man. Let's get That's, That was their team growing the up. That's who they cheered for. Yeah, that works. I'll take Alexander well, Madison on the Cowboys all day. If he was yeah, on the Cowboys, I'd walk and have Alexander and Pollard split those instead. You'd be fine. Yeah. I'll Zeke on the cheap. I'd take Zeke on the cheap. If he stays on the cheap, and I think somebody will overpay Zeke because of his name. Yeah, like somebody who wants the money. Anyway, but we're really off the, topic. He needs the fans <laughs> to come in. Yes, you bring Yeah. Yeah. Who's a who's a team with a shitty fan base? Or not a shitty fan base, sorry. Fans that don't turn up to the stadium, Jacksonville Jaguars. Imagine Ezekiel Elliott on the Jacksonville Jaguars. Like, might or just imagine him. with the bad team you have right now because you have good fans, Seattle fans would love to see him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You have he good fans, but they have nothing to cheer for right now because you let Russell Wilson, Bobby Wagner, everybody walk. He doesn't fix any of Seattle's problems. No, he but he does. Gino Smith. <laughs> you know, yeah, name. Definitely. Yeah, so yeah. <laughs> shirt sales. They've actually got somebody to have on their back of the shirt, which might be nice. Like who they got on their back of the shirts in Seattle at the minute? Gino Smith? Rashad <laughs> Penny. Who is the face of their franchise right now? It's Lockett, Metcalf, like I don't know. Um but Metcalf hates it there. Like you can't like Metcalf's been too much of a dick, so you can't have Metcalf as Tyler Lockett is too normal. Like, you know what I mean? Like, Tyler Lockett is one of those players who's like, should be average. Like, he should be NFL average, but it does the best with all of his capabilities. So, I don't know. Who's the leader in shells? Imagine if it's still Russell Wilson. Imagine if this should. (laughs) How old is he now? 70? 70 something, yeah. 70 something. Right, let's have a look. Uh, Lead shirt, lead jersey, sorry, sales, Seahawks. We're really off topic now, guys. We're really in the weeds. I'm really, I'm just interested. We'll finish after this. This is the last thing. Come on. British Wi-Fi is garbage. Uh, yeah, when you go on the NFL shop, the options are DK Metcalf and then your name. Yeah, see, it is DK because that, that's who's left for a big name yeah. player for them to do it, you know? Yeah, all the stories are Broncos lead Seahawks in jersey sales because of Russell Wilson. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, and then the next, yeah, it's it's DK Metcalf and then your name. That's the, yeah, that's the jersey sales. Oh, man, that's bad. I'm so sorry, Seattle fans. I'm also sorry to the Atlanta Falcons because I totally forgot that the Seattle Seahawks exist to be the worst team in the NFL. Yeah, that's a good point, too. <laughs> Seattle's going to be bad for some years now, too. It's going to be rough over there unless they can somehow miraculously find a quarterback. Well, I mean, if they're going to pick first overall, then they've got Brees Young to take his quarterback, don't they? Yeah, it's scary when you go from Russell Wilson to an ro- unknown rookie. Well, to be fair, Russell Wilson was an unknown rookie, so it's not it's not to you. Not to this guy. Well, obviously, sorry. I'm a Badger I, I fan. Like, I, I forgot Russell, about the Badgers, obviously. 
They were so dumb. They didn't take Russell Wilson because they said he was short. Every team passed on him because he was too short. Yeah, imagine saying that now that Kyler Murray's been tearing shit up. Like, you know. Yeah. All right. Well, there you have it. We'll be back after this week to give you some more uh, NFL news. And Maddie's done being, I'm traveling the world guy right now. So maybe. (laughs) (laughs) It's literally my job, man. Like, that's not fair. (laughs) <laughs> it's all right. So Montana from well beyond the arc moved to Hawaii. So every time I'm on with him now, I'm like, oh, I Mr. Hawaii. I got great weather. So <laughs> oh man. <laughs> all right, guys. Well, thanks for watching. Check out all the other shows. You won't be disappointed. And we'll hit you back next week. One world, one love. Deuces. Cheerio.